it does feel like in in our age of you know your Jurassic's world and your Star's War um, that it's it's kind of surprising that Nintendo Nintendo that Nickelodeon has not mined that nostalgia well a little bit more because there's a lot of nostalgia to mine there. It's yeah. It's like they're sitting on top of a shale deposit. Or, of nostalgia. I mean, God, this, they could reboot everything. Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, I mean, Ren and Stimpy, holy shit. Yeah, just sitting on the shelf. Collecting the, dust. Yeah. What's Billy West doing that's so important right now? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Billy. Make a living. Get a little work. You've got uh, you've got all the old like Nicktoons that line up, including Hey Arnold, which came at the end and I felt was underrepresented um, or underappreciated in its time. I yeah, it came a little late for me to care much about it. Yeah. Um, then you've got like the old uh, competition shows like Guts. I mean, mm-hmm. Guts Guts just feels like an obvious reboot candidate. All the kids are playing soccer and shit anyway. Yeah. We're a global world now, so it would Now be a- we'll, we'll let them play soccer with a fucking bungee cord attached to their back. Yeah. Climb every mountain, man. Climb yeah. every aggro crag. And then, so you, you've got kind of the the live action stuff. You know, Where's the reboot of all that? Think. What would the? How do they not have like? I'm sure that there's some freaking weird ass parents who have their kids in sketch comedy classes at the age of like eleven. Oh yeah, you know it. And uh, like, Cal Mitchell's looking for work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do an original cast reboot. Yeah, <laughs> or you could just do a bunch of young sketch comedy kids and forty year old Cal Mitchell. <laughs> It just sit there. They just sit there, and well, the thing is, they had like a few big hits, and they're just kind of like, well, we just got that SpongeBob money rolling in, so we don't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah. The the SpongeBob money is never ending. That's true. You, you just, I don't know. May, maybe it's best to hold it in reserve if you don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. You always have it there. Oh, what was the, uh, trying to think of the other ones. It was like, what would you do? Double Dare. Double Dare, yeah. That was, God, those shows would be great right now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, America is suffering from an obesity epidemic, and nothing would get kids up and moving and exercising, like the opportunity to appear on Double Dare and try to pull a flag out of a giant nose. Not only that, but it would do double for the obesity epidemic because it would pull Mark Summers off of Unwrapped. <laughs> it's true. It's true. God, I haven't thought about Mark Summers in years. It's like a classier diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's <laughs> <laughs> a low bar. Uh, yeah, but he clears it quite well. Yeah. I always liked Mark Summers. 
Yeah, he he had a, a certain certain charm to him. He's a good television host. Yes, yes. Good all-American television fellow. I feel like you know things rolled out a little different. He could have been the next Sajak or something. Could have been. If, uh, but you know, America decided it wanted a, a different type of game show host for the 21st yeah. century. It wanted its Howie Mandel. Ugh. God, that that was a television show for a long time. Guess which briefcase is the one with the money. <laughs> that it's, was the whole game. Yeah, just a lot of lights, a lot of uh, kind of loud musical stings and, and tension building, but it really is just like... Which box has the prize in it? Yeah. Well, the way the light comes off of Howie Mandel's head is kind of distracting. That'll it's binding, you. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched, uh, as part of my holiday ritual, I watched Gremlins, which I hadn't seen in years and which holds up really well. And I had forgotten that Howie Mandel was the voice of Gizmo in Gremlins. You have to forgive me for this. Yeah. I I might have seen Gremlins when I was very, very young, but yeah. if I did, I don't really remember it at all, and I have not watched it since. So. Oh, my goodness. It is a wonderful, wonderful film. Um, it, it is uh, It really embodies the Christmas spirit. It has uh, green monsters originating from Chinatown. Okay. Uh, it has um, uh, Frank Welker. It has the guy who plays Mike on Breaking Bad. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, uh, lots of things get burned alive or caught in explosions. Seems um, like it's great for the kids. Yep. Uh, an old woman gets thrown out a window. Uh, but she was trying to kill a dog anyway, so she kind of... Comedy gold right exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. Um, it has Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates, but uh, yeah, Howie Mandel was the voice of uh, the cute little monster, and uh, Frank uh, Frank Welker, the voice of the not so cute little monster. Really, Frank Welker voiced something that wasn't terribly cute. <laughs> I don't want to shock you, but uh, knocked it out of the park. That's a good sneer. Thank you. It's a sneering yawn. Yes. It's my tired Billy Idol face. <laughs> it's when Billy Idol was advertising for Sleepy's mattresses. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I couldn't quite pull any Billy Idol song titles into the right joke. Yeah, I was I was trying, but it, it's like uh, it's trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, no, I just. And also, I would have then I would have tried to do his voice, and that would have gone terribly. Yeah, it would have. Well, <laughs> the problem is, I have. I'm not a uh, not deeply familiar with Mr. Idol's deep catalog. Um, really? Yeah. You don't and own the oeuvre? The no, the, the collected works of William Idol. 
Esquire. Esquire, yeah. <laughs> I will decide on the specific color when I see it at the uh, the suit shop in a couple weeks, but it's going to be a gray suit. If you have a gray suit, um, it, it'll work. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I will select, like, a tie and a pocket cloth for everyone to wear. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing we're really matching. If you if you don't have a gray suit, if your suit is blue or whatever, then it's fine as long as it's not, like, a bright blue. Um, but okay. gray. What about, like, yellow? Uh, like, bright or pale? Like, the mask? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you paint your face green. If you come to the wedding as the best man, dressed as the mask, I'll accept that. But it has to be... They told me I was the best man. (laughs) It has to be an exceptional likeness. Pimp hat, zoot suit, bright green face, enormous teeth. If you can pull that off, you're welcome to dress as the mask for the wedding. Connecting some dots. Yeah. Crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's. J's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. If you would. Kevin Pollock in that scene. It was! A weird Kevin Pollock cameo. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a <laughs> naturalistic Kevin Pollock cameo? <laughs> as an actor, Pollock's most notable roles are usually playing the best friend or confidant characters to the leading men. Yeah. His most substantial role to date was in Deterrence, in which he played the main character, a vice president who must take over for a deceased president and deal with the nuclear crisis. What? This sounds yeah. amazing. Everyone remembers... Uh, President Kevin Pollack. Yep. Um, President, set in 2008, President Walter Emerson. (laughs) Elevated by the death of the previous commander-in-chief. Trapped in a remote Colorado diner by freak snowstorms. Oh my god, this this sounds incredible. Suddenly, a word arrives that Uday Hussein, who in the film is the leader of Iraq, has invaded Kuwait. What? Emerson notifies the world that unless Hussein orders an immediate retreat, he will bomb Baghdad with a nuclear weapon. This looks like a film where a fake vice it's president like the Desert and, Storm alternate history. Yeah, and Uday Hussein argue about who's going to shoot a nuclear weapon. Clearly the writer of this had PTSD from Desert oh Storm. Oh my god. Like, question. <laughs> the president carries out his threat. He authorizes the dropping of a hundred megaton bomb on Baghdad, resulting in the complete destruction of the city. Iraq's retaliation begins. A bomb lands in Athens, but does not detonate. Neither does a device that lands in Hiroshima. 
Oh my god. Athens, Greece? Yeah. Who who was that? I don't who? know. Uday Hussein decided to do it. Just what is he trying to bomb Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Where is she? I gotta know. Is she in Athens? Is she in Hiroshima? Oh no, she's in Panama, Panama. <laughs> When did this come out? 1999. Wow. Wow. So before the Second War. Yeah, but before we, like, back when the primary concern about Saddam Hussein was that he was refusing to let Hans Blix look at his, uh, look at his palaces. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Hans Blix. Oh, Hans Blix. May he rest in peace. I can only... Oh, he passed? I don't know. <laughs> he will Whoa. someday. Whoa, were you going to check? Please. <laughs> oh, no, he's still alive. He wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm dead. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it. 